unlike Knoxville, you don't have the the carryover from guys from all different disciplines. You don't have guys from you know modifieds or late models or, or NASCAR just jumping in a car to go run Knoxville. But they do that at the Chili Bowl. You've got the best guys literally from every single type of discipline of racing. We had IndyCar guys racing in it last year. So that's what makes the Chili Bowl so unique and so special is that if you run well at that, you don't even have to win. If you run well, if you make the A main or shoot even the B main in that event, I mean, you are literally, you know, for a year have every single right to say that you're one of the best race car drivers in the country. The event builds each and every night, you know, it gets bigger and bigger. And you, as it gets closer to Saturday, everybody starts uh, getting excited and um, it always ends up being a really good race and a really good finish. So um, as far as just pure excitement, as far as racing goes, it's, there's no other event like Chewy We're living on Tulsa time on the Loud Pedal Podcast. This is episode 18, and we have a big one for you. We welcome the NASCAR Cup Series champion of Chase Elliott on the show, who's vying for the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl this year, and also his teammate, the reigning Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Midget Nationals champion Kyle Larson will be in the house. Dylan, this is going to be one of the bigger shows we have done on the Loud Pedal Podcast for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes without saying. You know, I mean, obviously – uh, two guys who are uh, definitely in the spotlight right now, and and um, you know as they get ready to to go out to Chili Bowl to two completely different objectives for both of them. But um, it's super exciting, obviously, that Chase is is going to run and and um, you know try his hand in, in some more dirt racing. And uh, Kyle, obviously, you know going back into that building as the defending race winner, coming off uh, a forty six win season in twenty twenty, and. Um, going to be going to be great stuff and glad they both uh can make time to join us today yeah how it's going to work is we're going to start with chase we're going to you know pick his brain about getting onto the dirt for the first time in his career actually he's run a little late model racing but the first time at least in an open wheel dirt car uh heading to the chili bowl we're going to pick his brain and then larson will join uh obviously we we mentioned already his teammate at hendrick motorsports this will be his first year going to rick hendrick and hendrick motorsports driving the five car and i know that chase and kyle have already been kind of um, texting back and forth and working together when they were at Millbridge and trying to get Chase up to speed. And he has quickly uh, with a uh, really good onboard shot from Millbridge. He, you know, contended for a top five and th- there was, you know, nine cars, nine to 10 cars, but, you know, he was still running some good laps at Millbridge and he's going to be fun to watch at the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl. Dylan will be there as well. You are running with uh, Chris Rebell, who runs for Joe Gibbs Racing in the Cup Series. And you're also with the reigning USAC National Midget Champion and Chris Windham, Gio Selzy, Aaron Reitzel, a powerhouse team that Chad Boat Industries has put together. I stopped by at Chad's shop yesterday and, you know, we chatted about going into the Chili Bowl and the expectations and how much nerves he had going into last year. Because it's got to be nerve wracking to know you have that much talent sitting in your cars and you have to deliver a race car every single time for them. Yeah, well, and I, I watched the piece you did the other day or did yesterday uh, earlier this morning. And, um, you know, I thought Chad had some good comments, you know, that last year, um, you know, that was really that was his first Chili Bowl as just an owner. Um, you know, so to have a have a year experience both at Chili Bowl and just on the national midget scene, um, you know, where he can just focus on being an owner, um, you know, I think is going to is going to pay dividends. And, and I know he's um, you know, he's even more excited this year and, and confident about the cars he's bringing, uh, to the building, you know, this year than he was last year. So, um, I'm just excited. You know, I mean, obviously Chili Bowl's a, you know, a great week and a super important event to a lot of people. And, uh, it's hard to believe this is going to be my ninth one as a competitor, um, and have gone every year for the last 10 years to, to, you know, either watch or race. So, um, you know, wouldn't be possible for us without people like Steve Gilmore and, you know, formula three fitness, who's, uh, been a supporter of mine literally for, for over 10 years and, um, Sun Dollar restoration, Jason and Kim there. And, um, Todd and Jody Bankston with Florida safety systems and Rico at Fatheads eyewear and everybody else that, uh, you know, sports Chad and, um, you know, helps him get up and down the road. It's, uh, you know, obviously awesome to have some great partners on the car and cars look great. And, uh, hopefully we can, you know, deliver what, uh, everybody's expectations are, which I think is, you know, realistically to put all five in the show. A golden driller is your expectation. Uh, I I believe as Chad's definitely Chad's expectation, because if Christopher Bell will be there on Saturday to 
try and beat Larson to win the Golden Jello. There's no question about that. Uh, and, and you're going to have some guys make the shows too. Wyndham and Reitzel and you and Gio, you guys have very real shots of wake, making the A-Main on Saturday. Um, this is Tulsa time here on Flow Racing. We are all Tulsa all the time, but there has been some, you know, USAC national sprint car news. Dave Darlin's going down to Florida with Baldwin. Um, there, you know, Paul Neenheiser is joining the tour. Um, Jake Swanson is coming from the West Coast to jo join the full-time tour of the USAC National Sprint Car Series. So it's all starting to trickle in right now, some of the news, but we're kind of focusing more on Tulsa as we're heading to, uh, obviously, the biggest race of them all this week at the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl. I was at the Tulsa shootout. Dylan, I'm telling you right now, I will never walk into that building not wearing a mask again. I feel like 100 and a million dollars, million bucks after walking out of, the, out of that building. And I've been there for the past three years. Um, wearing a mask makes you feel like, you know, you are a golden driller walking out of that thing. Yeah. Well, and it's like, funny, right? Because we used, you used to see people in there, you know, all the time, you know, that would have, have masks on. And it, it was kind of just like, you know, they didn't get laughed at, but it was kind of like, why, you know, why, what are you doing? Why are you wearing a mask? But you're hundred percent right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and this is, you know, not political in any way, but like, think about everything that you breathe in, in that building for six days, you know, and having something that's going to cover your mouth and nose. So you're not breathing that stuff in. I mean, it's, it, uh, you know, is a hundred percent, honestly, something that, you know, I'm sure many people will continue to do after the mandate is over. Um, so, uh, if anything, you know, it'll, it'll, uh, you know, not make you feel so bad. Maybe the next day after you breathe in fumes all day and then go drink all night. So, um, you know, cut that in half, I guess, maybe with the hangover the next day, but, um, yeah, it's, um, it's cool. You got to go to the shootout, you know, shootout obviously is a, is a super cool event. And, um, you know, a lot of guys that obviously were, uh, that are competing this coming week in chili bowl, we're, we're getting their feet wet and, um, getting everything kind of sorted out with uh, their driving abilities at the shootout. So Brady Bacon, Christopher Bell, Kevin Thomas Jr., Tyler Courtney, all those guys were there racing and a few other guys too. So a uh, great week of racing and a great lead up to the Chili Bowl. Mitchell Moles won the Wing Outlaw event, which is kind of the main event at the Lucas Oil Tulsa shootout. He'll again go to the, you know, back to the Tulsa Expo Center for the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl with Matt Wood racing. He's a talented micro racer out west and, he showed, you know, his his first golden driller uh, winning in the wing car that he is, uh, you know, a top notch micro racer and, and is going to contend. Um, Brian Carber is a fantastic race car driver. Love watching the guy. Uh, he raced at Millbridge. He won the Give Back Classic. And we've kind of followed his story on Flow Racing to where he turned down the ride with Keith Coons Motorsports and um, took the $10,000 that was given to him. A GoFundMe was started by some fans in the Pennsylvania area because he works for Hypro or Hyper. Wow, I said Hypro. He works for Hyper and 10 grand was raised. Keith Coons Motorsports is now bringing Brian Carver to the Chili Bowl. And I got to imagine Keith and, and Pete are thinking they got a really good shoe there, um, you know, winning two of the Golden Joys at the Tulsa Shootout, one at uh, the Give Back Classic. He's a really good race car driver. Yeah. Well, and that's something that you and I have talked about on, on, you know, previous episodes of this show, you know, and he's just another one of those guys that is a super talent in a super good race car. Um, and, and for whatever reason, you know, it seems like more so this year, there's a lot of teams that are just loaded, you know, with five, six, seven, eight, really, really high caliber, you know, high quality race car drivers. Um, you know, and, and Carver certainly joins, you know, joins that list, uh, by going to Keith Coon. So, you know, he ha it doesn't have a, I don't know that he has any midget starts, but, um, you know, has race sprint cars and obviously he's a super accomplished micro racer. So he'll figure it out. Um, but, and he's, you know, he's definitely, um, he's a group two guy on Wednesday and he's very pickable. You know, he's uh he's a contender. He will be a contender on Wednesday. And, and then obviously later on, on Saturday too. Yep, he's never even sat in a midget, so that'll be interesting to see. A couple of the other guys that impressed at the um, Tulsa shootout, obviously uh, the USAC guys of Kevin Thomas Jr. had a really good week. You know, Tyler Courtney, you know, was really, really good out there. Um, Bacon's always good out there. Frank Flood, um, all, a lot of those guys are going to be running at the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl. So if you if you saw a star at the Tulsa shootout, if they're as long as they're of age, they're most likely running the Chili Bowl. There's no question about that. You have like Brent Cruz, who's – uh, not old enough to race. Gavin Bochelle, who's not old enough to race uh, at the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl. You saw the Tulsa shootout. But um, a lot of these guys will come out and race uh, with the 300 cars that we have. Well, 307, I guess, we, we have now for the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Midget Nationals. All right, Lonnie Wheatley's pool sheet is out. 
he has moved he has made the move over to the cash app um but you still submit your picks the same way through google docs um hit him up on twitter if you want to uh get a hold of how to how to submit your your you know your pool sheet if you will dylan over the years has been very very good um on the on on the pool sheet right and in fact the one year that you made the a main if you would have picked yourself you would have probably won the the pool sheet right yeah finished fourth fourth in the pool one year and lost to uh lost to briscoe because i didn't pick myself and yeah made the a main but yeah no the the pools the pool's super fun and and um you know there's obviously you know you can take it as seriously as you want and do as much research as you want or you can you just go with your gut and sometimes that works better but uh i like it because you know later in the week you know it gives you some guys um you know in the group five six seven you know at large groups that maybe you don't normally uh even know who they are you know you have them picked in the pool and it gives you something to you know something to watch and somebody to cheer for um you know on some of the other prelim nights so something fun to do it it probably causes more stress than you know than it needs to for me but uh, i enjoy doing it every year and um I've got my uh, my picks uh, down to the final few here that I'm going to work on as soon as we get done here and send it on over. Causes you more stress. It's it is a ball of stress. That's why I'm thinking maybe I don't want to do it this year, but you know I'm going to. I have a problem. Um, You're going to be working. So, You're not even going to have time to pay attention to your guys, anyways. I'm, but I'm still going to be paying attention while I'm working. I mean, I get a and I got to chase the stories, and hopefully those stories are my picks. You know, so yeah, it's, that's true. Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want. Uh, but uh, yeah, good luck if you want to do that. Um, Instagram takeovers heading into the uh, Chili Bowl. I just got a list from our marketing director, Gabby. Uh, Chase Johnson's going to take over on Sunday, Monday, Chad Boat Industries. Kaylee Bryson's on Tuesday. Carson Elledge, who's working with us on content for Flow Racing uh, on Wednesday. Thursday, Team as and Justin Grant. That'll be fun. Uh, they'll, we'll probably put her up in the fence there on Thursday. That'll be good. Uh, Cannon McIntosh and Hannah Newhouse, your girlfriend, Dylan Welch, doing the Instagram takeover uh, throughout the week on the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Midget Nationals on Flow Racing. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, you know, encourage everybody to obviously check out everything that's on on Flow, the the racing on track, and then, you know, the everything, the the other content, you know, stuff like the, what you're doing, Tyler. And then uh, keep tabs on the social media accounts, too, because that'll be a great way to kind of get some behind the scenes looks and, and honestly just kind of feel like you're there, you know, obviously capacity is limited this year. Uh, so not everybody that normally would be there can go. So the, the app stuff or the, uh, the social media stuff will be a great way to, um, you know, kind of feel like you're there or live vicariously through those of us that are lucky enough to be there. I'll remind you again at the end of the show, uh, after we talk to Chase and Larson, but Mav TV has Saturdays, C's, B's and A's. We have all the rest of the events um, at the Chili Bowl Midget National. So all the prelim nights are on Flow Racing. And then going into Friday, everything of the Alphabet Soup, all of the Alphabet Soup leading up to the C's will be on Flow Racing. Then the C's, the B's, and the A's will be on Mad TV and Lucas Oil TV if you want to get that. However, if you don't have that and your TV provider can't let you uh, have Mad TV, following the event, we will have the replays of all those events on flowracing.com that you can go back and look at in the archives before we talk to chase elliott and kyle larson Dylan welsh your hat shakes of the week have we done anything this week i don't think so i uh i should have been paying more attention to, to the new zealand new zealand stuff but um i don't know i mean I, i'm i'm just super excited and thankful that you know we've got a chili bowl i'll tell you what i'll give my hat shake to everybody at the shootout that wore their masks and allowed us to have the shootout because um you know, I I was a little nervous, you know, to be honest with you, that some somebody was going to blow it there. Um, and thankfully, nobody did. Everybody cooperated. And, and now we get to have have the Chili Bowl. So um, it's a highlight, you know, of of every year. And even though it's it's 2021 now, you know, obviously, I think there's been some bleed over from 2020 just in, with the state of things and, and the world these days. It still feels like 2020. So, um, you know, to have the Chili Bowl is a bright spot kind of in um you know, trying times to say the least, I think is is something that everybody's super appreciative of. And I know I am and um, just thankful that we're going to get to go and, and spend a week in Tulsa and, and go race. Yep. I'm going to um, go back to some of the stuff that happened at the Tulsa shootout. First off, uh, most importantly, Aiden Borden, who um, lives in the Pennsylvania area, we did a piece on, on flow racing. He, Dylan, 
was set to start at the front of a last chance qualifier starting fourth on Saturday and had a good shot to lock in. This was actually his second time in the building, you know, runs locally in Pennsylvania, you know, in the New Jersey area and, you know, is a good shoe, but was doing extremely well in the Tulsa shootout. Had to leave the event uh, because his brother was being sent off to the Marines and was actually sent off a day earlier, so could not run the last chance qualifier. And we did a piece on that. So uh, Aiden Borden, hat shake to you for putting family first and, and going to see your brother off. Uh, to the Marines instead of taking a chance at, you know, obviously the biggest race probably of his lifetime. And then uh, Brian Carver, two golden drillers, has never won a golden dr driller in his life, goes to Tulsa this year and a huge year for him winning the Give Back Classic, the biggest micro race that was, uh, you know, at least paying wise that happened last year, winning that. And then, of course, going to uh, Tulsa and winning two golden drillers. So hat shakes to both Aiden Borden and Brian Carver, your hat shakes, and rightfully so. That would be my third hat shake easily everyone who wore a mask in the Tulsa shootout first off wear a mask it like I feel like a million bucks and I'm gonna you know I I'm, I'm super excited about you know the mask opportunities at the Chili Bowl because just feel better like why why would you not want to feel better about it but I know people don't like doing it you guys all did it you made it happen and that's the reason why we're gonna race this week at the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl let's talk to Chase Elliott let's talk to Kyle Larson there next this is episode 18 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing Welcome back to episode 18 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. We're now joined by the reigning Cup Series champion and also a guy who's going to run in the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl this year, Chase Elliott. Chase, what's up, man? Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. So the Chili Bowl, uh, you ran Millbridge, obviously, but why why the Chili Bowl? What, what about this race has perked your interest enough to want to run it? I really, really enjoyed this race been a fan of the event for probably like five six years or so I've, I've paid pretty close attention to it over the past five six years just think it's a really cool event for one but not just the chili bowl i mean i think midget racing you know dirt racing sprint car racing i've, I've really always had a respect for that um grew up a big tony stewart fan so obviously he kind of wanted me to do that stuff i feel like as a kid um uh, he always kind of was joking with dad about getting me in a midget and, and quarter midgets and stuff when I was little. He actually gave me a quarter midget when I was little um, that, that never got, got used. Uh, <laughs> so kind of grew up um, with a lot of interest in it. And then as time has gone on, uh, Casey Kane being involved and being around Casey a lot, I've always kind of seen it and respected it, but just never been close enough to it or grew up around it to really get involved. So for me, I just felt like I, you know, still in my twenties and I feel like as you get older, it gets harder to learn new disciplines. I didn't grow up doing that kind of thing, but I just felt like if I was going to step out and try something new, I need to do it before, you know, you get too old and, and it gets harder to learn things when you get older for sure. So I just felt like the opportunities were right. And, uh, fortunately this was the, the time to go give it a shot. So I'm looking forward to it. My expectations are low, uh, for sure. But I'm excited to go try to learn and, and honestly just try to learn the right way. I mean, I think it's a it's a very different thing and I'm excited to go and like I said, give it a shot. The kind of the ESPN Thunder series was a big popularity in the Cup Series garage back in the day. You hear Earnhardt talk about stories of watching, you know, the midget racers and even the car owners were watching. Was that your fandom towards Tony Stewart? Was that because your dad was such a fan of watching that? No, it, it was really more just, you know, Tony uh, always was just really kind to me as a kid. You know, he was that other driver that would always take a two seconds, you know, out of his grid walk to stop by and pick me up or, you know, try to tickle you or whatever, you know, as a kid. And like, when you're, when you're a little kid, you like, that's a big deal, right? Like your dad, obviously my, my dad was a star at the time, but you know, you, you you're always, looking outside of that too, um, outside of him. And Tony was having a lot of success and he was just really kind to me. And I knew he was really involved. I think, you know, he, he would send me like, you know, little diecast sprint cars and stuff at Christmas and 
like Danny Lasoski, uh, I think was his driver at the time. I remember I have, you know, sent me t-shirts and stuff of, of all of his dirt guys. So um, just, that was really the big thing. I just felt like he was kinder than most uh, for whatever reason. And uh, I respected that. Does winning the cup championship, and, and I, I ask this because, you know, you ran the snowball, which I know you've obviously competed in before, but you're racing the Chili Bowl, you're going to run the Rolex. Does winning the cup championship kind of ease or validate these decisions to kind of do some more unique stuff in the off season and, and kind of branch out and, and try different stuff? Uh, I would like to say yes, but honestly, I had all this stuff planned before the end of the NASCAR season. So, you know, I was, I was, you know, fully planning on going to do the Rolex and the Chili Bowl and the Snowball Derby all before the end of the NASCAR year. And obviously I didn't know how it was going to end much like anybody else. So no, I was, I was planning on doing it anyway. And, and luckily things kind of worked out the way they did and obviously very glad they did. Uh, but I was just as excited then as I am now to go and try new stuff. And, and as far as the Chili Bowl and the Rolex, um, and then also I was excited to kind of go back and, and run the snowball derby again, which I haven't done in you know, a number of years. So it's been, uh, been a lot of fun, you know, rate racing outside of NASCAR. I feel like it's something that I've kind of lost touch with since I've been in cup, just haven't done a lot of it. And as much as I enjoy racing and as much as I still paid attention to all that stuff and watched these different types of racing, I just felt like I needed to put effort into trying to go do it because my interest was there and I, I, always made a point to watch all this stuff. I'm just like, what, what are you doing? You know, if you have the opportunity to go do it, let's go do it instead of sitting at home watching. So here we are, we're, <laughs> we're giving it a shot and see how it goes. That's a great question, Dylan, because I kind of wanted to know, like if the pressure of winning a championship, um, you know, let you do this, but that's cool to, to see that you, you know, had this planned going into it. Um, because, you know, when, when I was with NASCAR and covered it, it just always seemed like you were really hard on yourself. And I never understood why, because you're such a good race car driver. So it's, I think, I feel like winning one of those championships, now you can just go chase more. And it's kind of, and it feels like, you know, you don't really have that pressure on you anymore. It seems like. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I still want to perform today just as much as I did in October on the cup side and, and be successful there. Um, but I did put a lot of emphasis in just enjoying those moments and enjoying the, you know, the, the run to the championship. I really, that was probably the thing I said the most between Martinsville and Phoenix was just trying to enjoy being there. It's a great opportunity. And unless you enjoy those big moments, man, it's going to be hard. You're, it's going to be a hard road, uh, if you don't like being there and like having that opportunity and, and things went our way. Yeah. And I get it. Uh, it has to go your way to win a cup title now, especially with the way the point system is. But man, if you don't enjoy being there, you're going to have a hard time. Uh, and I felt like, you know, could I still be better? Absolutely. Did I enjoy that moment more than I would have two or three years ago? 100% I did. Um, am I still going to be pissed off and mad at myself if I make a mistake and throw a race away as much as I was in 2016? 100%. Um, absolutely, I will. But I, I've really tried to enjoy those moments, and, and I feel like we did a really good job of that as a team at Phoenix. Back to the dirt stuff. You raced at Millbridge, uh, whatever it was, a month or so ago now, I guess. Uh, yeah. What was what was the, the biggest thing that surprised you about the racing? The, the two big things for me, you know, is one, testing is not practice. Or I'm sorry, testing is not racing. Uh, and, and I think the biggest piece of that is just the track conditions. You know, when you go test on dirt, they might kind of halfway prepare the track for you at the beginning of the day. And then by the time you, you've run all day, you, you're, you have run into a dry slick racetrack, which is just not the track condition that you're going to see, especially at the beginning of a at beginning of the, of the night of a, uh, of a feature event. And the track condition that you see there at the beginning of the night is not what a what it is at the end of a test so that was a, a very tough thing for me to get used to because all my time in a midget prior to that race was kind of on a on a slick racetrack that wasn't really prepared a ton um and and i feel like those dry slick tracks kind of push you more to drive the car kind of like you would on asphalt so that kind of suited me uh but when you get in those moments where the track's kind of tacky and has a lot of grip you've really got to drive the car a little differently. And, and that's where your dirt guys are really good is adapting to those changes and understanding what's not only what the track is doing right now, 
but what's it going to be doing in my heat race? If I'm in the first heat race, it's going to be different than what it is in the second heat race and understanding those things. So that was a big one for me. Uh, from that side, the, the second thing that, you know, was difficult and I'm still learning uh, and hope to learn quickly next week is just being around other cars and understanding the racing etiquette a little bit more. Um, you know, I don't know if etiquette's the right word, but just the, the style of, you know, what to do in certain situations, right? Like I, I think another one that kind of falls into that same category for me is how short the races are. The, um, you know, the, the, the energy level is high from the beginning of the event because the race is so short, you can't ride around behind a guy and set him up for 15 laps. You know, your race is over. Uh, you, you've got to take your opportunities while they're there. And, and I think you see the guys that are successful in, in those types of cars. They do that. They don't mess around. If they're, if they have a percent of an opportunity, you, you can, you can count on them taking it. And then on the flip side too, if you're on the receiving end of, of that, um, that's expected because that's what that racing is. And for me, just understanding that a little more, I just don't, just haven't got there yet. Um, so the chili bowl, you know, looking ahead to that, I think the, you know, that, that, you know, energy level is going to be high from the get go, especially on your prelim night, your heat races are short. Um, and you got to make the most of, of your time, you know, while, while you're in them. So, uh, those are the big ones for me that I'm still working through and trying to learn. And I anticipate being, you know, big challenges for me next week. There's very little etiquette to be honest with you in that building. It's, it's pretty intense <laughs> now. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Hey. <laughs> Hey, that, that, I think that's great. And I, and I think that's why there's, you know, you guys and myself and a lot of people love watching dirt racing too, is, is because, you know, you, you, uh, the aggression is, is high and the races are short and you got to make something happen. And I, I think that gets swept under the rug when you start talking about dirt racing versus asphalt racing, the races are short. You got to do something or, or you're out of time period. Um, and, and I, I think that's a, you know, I think less is more in a lot of ways. And, and I think the lap, the, the amount of laps in some of these events have a big, a, a big uh, factor in that. What makes it a good week for you, Chase? I mean, what are, what are your, the expectations you're putting on yourself that you leave that building next Saturday and you're satisfied? Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure I've sat down and like thought about what main I want to be in on Saturday. Sure. Honestly, for me, I think it's more just about trying to make all the laps and, not tear a car up, you know, and, and just try to learn to race the right way. Sorry, my, my dog sneezed. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know what the week brings and, and who knows. Right. But I, I, I just think for me, just trying to make the laps, make all the laps that I can. It's not that you get that many practice laps or anything. So just making the most of my time on the racetrack and just learning as much as I can, you know, I think whatever, you know, if I make it to Saturday without tell, you know, tearing our car all to hell, then, uh, that's great. And I think, you know, whatever main or feature, you know, we're in great. And I'll try to learn, you know, all the way to the time I you know load up and go home. So we're now joined by the, uh, reigning Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals champ who joined the chat here. Uh, both of you guys from Hendrick Motorsports, Kyle, I guess, how are you doing? Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm just getting excited to, head out to Tulsa here in a few days. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big time for you guys. So here's my first question, and this will kind of break the ice, all right? So Dylan and I are both are super excited that Larson is coming to run for Hendrick. Um, you know, obviously a, a good opportunity for him to compete again, but also be teammates with you, which has really um, spawned this, you know, Chili Bowl effort, and you guys are both going to attempt this on dirt. I want to know what Rick Hendrick said when you told him you were going to run in a dirt midget car at the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl. Yeah, he really didn't have much to say about it. Um, and I don't think he knows a ton about that race in particular. Um, but really nothing negative. I mean, I, I've obviously been up front, and he knows about all the things that I want to go do. And, um, you know, this being one of them. And he, uh, I think he knew too, when Kyle was coming along that this was happening. Uh, I, I assume that that was the approach or that was kind of expected at the beginning. So, um, I really wanted to do that, uh, anyway, and I've had a lot of interest in it. So, uh, I've talked about it and, and two, I think Jeff, uh, is his role has increased at HMS. 
over the years. I think he really understands the importance of, of racing more and how and how that can help you uh, on track on Sundays. And, and I think he, he really, really understands that. And, and Mr. Hendricks seems to be seems to be good with it. So I, I can't complain. Kyle, for you, I mean, I, obviously, it's a kind of an interesting dynamic. You guys are teammates in the NASCAR deal, but different teams on the, on the dirt side. But uh, you got to, you know, compete against each other at Millbridge. What uh, what did you think of Chase's uh, kind of maiden voyage behind the wheel of the of the midget? I think I think he exceeded everybody's expectations. Probably, um, I thought he did really well, um, extremely smooth, and then you could tell each lap. You know, he was getting more and more comfortable, and um, it was just cool to see, you know, cool to see somebody, you know, take on a challenge that's way different than I'm sure, you know, anything he's ever driven before, and um, to go to the biggest event, too, uh, with 300 entries, and, um, you know, try his hand at, at you know, getting to the A-Main, and, and hopefully, you know, battling for a golden driller, so, um I just, uh, you know, I've always had a lot of respect for Chase. I, I've always believed that he's extremely good. And, um, you know, for him to, like I said, you know, get, do something that's challenging and, and different um, is just awesome. And, and I hope all the fans, I know all of his competitors appreciate it, but I hope all the fans can really appreciate it no matter, you know, how his week goes at Tulsa. Chase, this seems to be something like, uh, well, from the conversation we've had already, that you're not looking at it as a challenge. You're looking at it, this is what I want to do, and I just want to get better at it as quickly as, as possible. Do you look as, at as this as a huge challenge for you? Yeah, I think it's a tremendous challenge for sure, and it's just it's just not something I grew up doing. Um, you know, I, I had run a couple dirt late model races, you know, probably five, eight, nine, ten, maybe even ten years ago. It's been a long time ago which is nothing like that stuff. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is I just, I've, like I said, I've been kind of a fan of, of that type of racing and, you know, paid a lot of attention to the Chili Bowl over the past five or six years. Um, watch Kyle have a lot of success out there. And I feel like every year we always talk about it a little bit, you know, probably the past four or five years when, when he's gone out there and, and raced. Um, so I think more than anything for me, I just respect the discipline. And I just feel like, you know, like I mentioned to you guys, as you get older, it gets harder to learn new things. And I just feel like, you know, still in my 20s and I'm fortunate to have some opportunities to go get involved in this stuff. And if I like it, which I do and I respect it, which I do, then why not go try it? It's going to do nothing but just get harder to learn as you get older. And I feel like now is the time to go give it a shot. Chase, is your dad going to come? Is he going to be there next week? Yeah, I think so. He he's been on the fence. He's got some other stuff going on, uh, kind of prior plans. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think he's gonna be there. Uh I, as much as he downplays it, he I think he'll end up showing up before uh before it's <laughs> over with. So he uh he, he's enjoyed watching too and we actually went out there last year. We were we were uh making our way home from Colorado last year and stopped and watched the race and I think he really enjoyed it. He's he's had a lot of fun with dirt racing over the years. He had a dirt late model and he went and raced a bunch there, like in the early two thousands. I don't think a lot of people remember or even know about, but he got super involved in it and loved it. And, um, I think he's been excited about it too. So I think he'll end up coming out there as long as he can, you know, make it work with his, uh, with his schedule. Larson, as you know, um, the track conditions are completely different on pavement as they are on dirt. Um, it's kind of almost the opposite, right? Through the dirt night, the track gets slicker, whereas a pavement track gets you know a little bit more grip throughout the night. What kind of correlations will help Chase from a stock car to going into a midget? Because you you've said that like the momentum in a stock car is similar to what you see kind of in a midget. Um, I don't know. I I, I actually. Yeah, I used to always think that a pavement track got more grip throughout a night before I actually started pavement racing. And then, you know, once you get NASCAR racing and once the rubber lays down, it actually kind of does opposite at most tracks. So um, to me, you know, I think watching the track conditions is similar to kind of feeling how the track conditions might change, you know, throughout a, a mile and a half event somewhere where you're kind of chasing, you know, the gray, I guess you would call it and um, where the grip would be. So um and two i think you know chase is gonna have a, a lot of people to lean on um for for advice and questions throughout the evening and you know what do you see here you know when they do this with the tractors you know what what's it kind of do to the track or how long does it take for 
the bottom to wear out and the top to come in. Um, the good thing with Chili Bowl is it, is they've been so consistent with their track prep over the last decade or, or longer that uh, everybody who's been there um, each year has a good understanding of, of how the how night, the night. You know, transitions and um, all that. So, and he's smart too. He's he's done a ton of studying. I can tell already, and um, I don't I don't think he's gonna be unprepared at all. Uh, he'll probably be the most prepared driver going in there. So, you know, I think he's going to do fine and, and he's a talented race car driver. So talented people uh, seem to have success even when, when things are, are new to them. He, he's been too yeah. nice to me through, through all this, <laughs> but I do appreciate all the help. I forgot to text you back last night. <laughs> no, it's all good. I've worn you out. So sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. You know, I mean, in all reality, Chase, I mean, if you're going to have a guy in your corner, that's going to be willing to help you having the guy who just won it last year and is coming off the year he's had, uh, there's probably not a better guy to, to have helping you. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, and appreciate the help and, uh, you know, I, yes, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that, you know, you, you can lean on or, or want to, I, I think the smaller you keep that circle, the better because everybody has a different approach. So, um, I've, I've tried to keep that pretty small, honestly, between Kyle and, and Briscoe, that's really been the only two people I've talked too much about it. And, um, as long as they're willing to talk about it, that's probably going to be about it for me. I just think you get, you get 45 different opinions and you get 45 different ways of looking at something and that's going to do nothing but just hurt me more. Um, so I think keeping that circle small is, is important. And, and that's certainly my approach next week too. Do you think that this could possibly, and this is, this is for Chase. Do you think this possibly could be a risk? I mean, it's not necessary. I'm not talking about the safety side of it. I'm talking about like, if you don't, you know, exceed expectations, are you going to feel like it was kind of a bummer to go? No, I don't, I don't think so at all. Um, honestly, I mean, I, I think for me, like looking at it, like, you know, being a fan of the event and watching the event, like I, I see how hard it is. I mean, that's had to be one of the hardest, you know, of odds that would have to be one of the hardest races to win in the world. I mean, from how many cars are entered and how there's no guarantees and your prelim nights and just all, all the racing. So I completely get the challenge and, and, um, I think I understand it enough to know that it's going to be very difficult. Uh, so no, I don't think so. You know, I'm going to go out there and give it my best shot. Um, and honestly, I, even if it goes really bad, I still want to do more racing and want to continue to try to learn and get better, uh, at it as, as time goes on. And, and my result next week isn't going to deter me from wanting to try to try to learn. I, I don't, if you have a bad race and, and you're, you know, first two races of doing it, I don't, I think you would be a pretty bad quitter if you stop there and, and we're done with it. So, um, that's just not me. And I'm looking forward to, yeah, looking forward to learning. You could just do what Larson did in the late model and win the first time. Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah let, let me get right I mean, on that. <laughs> 250 less cars at uh, Port Royal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, I guess the final thing I, I wanted to ask, you know, both of you and, and Larson first, um, what kind of advice can you give Chase for doing something new? Because you did do something like this with the late model this year, you know, with with a lot of eyeballs on it, getting into something that you've never done before and you succeeded. Um, what kind of advice can you give him? I don't know. I mean, I think Chase has always had a lot of eyes on him throughout his career as a driver. I mean, his dad's Bill Elliott. So, I think he's always had that pressure on him. Maybe he doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't know, feel it or care about it or whatever, but he's always had it. And, and I think that's probably trained him um, for moments like this where he kind of steps out and, and does something different. And um, so he, he's used to all those eyes on him and, and people having their opinions. And um, I think he's done a great job his whole life of not letting that, you know, take any of his focus away from, from what's important. And that's, you know, doing a good job on the racetrack or, or in this case, you know, just trying to learn what you can and, um, you know, have a good time doing it. So, um, as far as advice, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just on the driving side of things, I've tried to help out and, um, I'm sure once we get to the chili bowl, 
uh, he'll probably have a lot more questions because it's it's a way different racetrack than Millbridge and um, just the surface itself, the shape of the track, the way it races is all way different. So, um, you know, he's only got one night of experience racing these things and um, there's still a ton left to learn. So, um, you know, I think it's it's pretty cool that, you know, he's willing to ask me a lot of stuff and and uh, I'm excited to to help him and, and hopefully he does a, an awesome job, which I think he will, as long as, you know, Chili Bowl, I think the most important thing is just to not run into any bad luck and you'll have a, a good week. So um, he's a smart racer, so he'll, he'll be fine. All right, Chase. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I mean, do you think you even have a shot at beating Larson this week? I mean, you, you, you could probably, you know, be in a wheel in one of this, one of the mains maybe. Yeah. It, it, well, first problem is I'm not in the same main to crash him, but if we were, maybe if I wrecked him when he came around to lap me, maybe, uh, potentially, but I don't, I don't foresee seeing him on track this weekend, but, um, we'll, uh, we'll give it my best shot. Thanks Chase. Chase Elliott, everyone. Now we're going to see if we can uh, chat with Kyle Larson for a bit here. Uh, I know that Mr. H probably wouldn't like um, you guys getting together on the racetrack, but I'm, I think he's right about uh, assuming that you guys will probably not be in the same main at some point. But um, how, I mean, you had some quotes that came out. How much respect do you have for what Chase is doing right now? Uh, a lot. I mean, you know, like I said, it's just, you know, I think I can kind of, I don't know, relate a little bit because I, you know, running that dirt late model was, was what I thought at the time a lot different than, which it is a lot different than, than anything I've done before. Um, but I can't imagine, you know, racing pavement stuff all my life and then being like, Hey, I want to go try the biggest, toughest race <laughs> in the world that there is, uh, with you know 300 plus cars. So, um, yeah, I think we can all respect that and, um, you know, like I said too, he's, he's already done and looked way better than I thought he would. You know, I think being a dirt racer, you kind of have, you know, a chip on your shoulder, like, oh, we're better than pavement guys, blah, blah, blah. But, um, for a, a guy with no dirt experience to come into Millbridge and look as good as he did, I think that just proves, you know, good race car drivers are, are good in, in anything. That's the thing, too, that, you know, I think, I mean, and, and you hit on it, you know, I, I think everybody knew he was a good race car driver, but I think people were understanding of the challenge that faced him. But then he got in at Millbridge, and I mean, I'm sure you've watched his his onboard videos and everything, and he looks like he's done it for a long time. You know, I mean, he's smooth, you know, he he's doing the right things when the car gets upset. I mean, he's he looks like he's figuring it out, you know, and obviously Chili Bowl is a different challenge than than, you know, 12 cars at Millbridge, but you're right. You know, he's a race car driver and he's going to figure it out, I think. Yeah. And, and two, you know, a little bit now I've gotten to talk to him. You can, you can see why he's so good in, in cup or in a stock car because he works really hard at it and is a student and wants to constantly be better. So, um, that was cool just to communicate with him. And he's, he's texted me, you know, randomly, um, throughout you know, these last few weeks of like, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? Or you like last night he sent me some of his onboard and was like, you know, trying to like judge gaps and figure out slide jobs and things like that. And, um, cause he, you know, he knows that's kind of how you have to, or that's a part of racing a, a midget is trying to figure out those ways of passing people, which is stuff that he's not used to. And to having no spotter, uh, as well, I could, imagine would be um hard to get used to maybe and, and different so um, but it's, it's definitely been awesome to see you know how he's seems like he's really enjoyed it and um you know i look forward to seeing how he does at chili bowl and then also you know what he does once the chili bowl is done you know what other races he might run what other types of race cars he might want to try so um you know his fan base is already big and i think it's it's about to get a lot bigger one thing that I wanted to ask him, and, and you mentioned the fan base thing, when you said you went, you know, to the late model deal, you were hitting a whole new fan base of dirt racing fans, which was um, was is accurate. I mean, because you know the late model fans are different than the sprint car fans, and obviously the NASCAR fans are way different than the the all the fans he's going to get from racing on this dirt race. 
he doesn't need any more fans, but I just I think that this is going to make him one of the dirt guys, don't you think? Uh yeah, I don't know. Um I don't know. I mean, you still have maybe some diehard dirt fans that don't like when a NASCAR guy, true NASCAR guy comes in and races. But yeah, for the most part, I think he's going to, you know, just gain the respect of a lot of people. And um, I think he'll definitely have even more people cheering for him on Sundays and probably even more people voting for him for most popular driver, even though he doesn't need it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, I think it's just great for motorsport in, in general, right? I mean, you have our NASCAR cup series champion, you know, coming to do some grassroots racing and, um, bringing a lot of attention to it is only, is only going to help, you know, grassroots dirt track racing. So, um, I think it's great and, and hopefully, hopefully more people do it, uh, in the future. Kyle, 2021 obviously is going to be a, you know, a really big year for you in, in a number of ways, but we start things off by going back to Chili Bowl, obviously, and you get to go into that building as the defending winner. Um, I would imagine it, it probably in some ways feels different going back there, but in a lot of ways too, it's probably the same because I know you want to win it again, but, um, you know, what are you feeling this time going into the expo as, as the defending winner of that race that you tried so hard to win? Yeah, I mean, not not a whole lot different, I guess, from what I remember. I mean, it's just been a different uh, different off season, really. You know, I go to New Zealand, and and I feel like that's my time to kind of get fresh in a midget leading up to Chili Bowl, and I didn't get to do that this year. Um, so it's almost like my mind these last couple of weeks has been less less on the Chili Bowl. Um, but even though I've, I've watched every video on, on flow like 10 times over. Um, so I've, I've done my, my prep and studying. Um, but yeah, I mean, my attitude or, or whatever seems a little more laid back than, than what I thought it would be, um, or what it's been in the past. So, um, I think it's going to grow as I, you know, get ready to leave on Sunday. Um, we're going to, to Wichita first to, to hang out, um, for Boyer's, um, little retirement party. Uh, so I'm sure once I'm in Wichita and I'm only a couple hours away, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be ready to leave that party to, to get to Tulsa, <laughs> uh, and get ready for, for my one session on Monday and then, um, hopefully beating Dylan Welch on Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is Dylan Welch the toughest in the the Tuesday field? I mean, I, th I feel like Beeson maybe no, and a few others. Me. Uh, I mean, I think you know, his last name made it on the the notable drivers uh, that are running Tuesday. So I mean, that's got to be you know that, that yeah, it's worth a lot. something. So yeah, so no, I mean Dylan, he's always trust me. You know, he might not think it, but I guarantee everybody. You know, when they see his name on the entry list or for whatever night that he's running, they all pick him as one guy um that could win so yeah i mean i think that's that's pretty special and for a part-time guy a full-time announcer or, or whatever and part-time driver i think that's pretty cool to to have drivers always you know noticing him what wow. um yeah how about that tyler Group group two pick right there gets all the adrenaline rush from the greatest race car driver in the world telling group him he's two? great yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lot of pressure. Wow. Yeah, Dang. a lot of pressure. <laughs> what do you got, Dylan? <laughs> no, I mean, um, I don't. I mean, I don't really have much. I mean, are you? Uh, for you, I mean, starting you know starting the year off at the Chili Bowl. I mean, I know you obviously got a lot of other stuff you know on your plate and everything you know this time of year, but. Um, you know, how much fun is it for you to, to just get to go back and, and race in that race every year and, and, you know, show up there as, you know, the guy that, that everybody does look at as, as the one to beat? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I guess I don't look at it that way. I just look at it as, as another race and, um, you know, you, you want to go there and win the big ones. And, and that's one of the biggest of the year that I get to run. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, with the success that like Bell and I have had there now for a while and seem to always be contending up front on Saturday, um, it just seems to 
to build and build and, and make me want to win even more. So thankfully I finally got it done last year and I know Bell's probably hungrier now than he's ever been. And, um, you know, Chad's got to boat has gotten to, you know, race a lot this year as a crew chief and hone his skills doing that. So I imagine they'll be only better, um, now. So, you know, he's definitely still the, the one guy to me that I think is the best in there. But, um, you know, I think you look at what Buddy, I think Buddy will be really, really fast this year. And there's a lot, there's always a lot of good drivers. So um, definitely try and study on, on everybody and what their tendencies are going in. Um, and then, yeah, once you get on track, you just kind of got to put it all to work and, and try and make a, a clean prelim night. And then hopefully, you know, 55 really good laps on Saturday. The year, the year you had on dirt, you know, with 46 wins, uh, I, you've probably run more dirt stuff this year leading into this race than I think, I mean, you know, you have probably in what, 10, nine, 10 years or something like that. So how does that play into how confident you feel? I mean, I know you're very well aware that, you know, nothing is guaranteed there, but that has to have some impact, I would imagine, on on just kind of how you're feeling. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't, it's, it's, maybe I just have a bad memory, but it's easy to forget about the success you had um, all season long and, and really, you know, racing cup or, or NASCAR stuff. And then you're sprinkling dirt races. I never really looked at it as, you know, I ran 90 dirt races this year. I, I've always kind of looked at it as I ran you know, 80 or 90 races throughout the year. So to me, it didn't really matter kind of what type of car I was in racing, as long as I was racing quite a bit throughout the season. And, um, you know, this year having success, you would think, yeah, it helps your confidence and stuff going in the building. But like I said, I think my memory's so bad. It's, it's easy to kind of forget about that. And, and, you know, 2021 is, is a totally new year. So, um, you, I don't, it doesn't matter really what you did last year. Uh, you just got to keep preparing and keep, um, you know, working hard to being better, um, to do as good of job or a better job the next season. So, um, obviously my confidence is, is high, but it, it always is going in that building, but I wouldn't say it's any higher this year, uh, than years past. Um, even after winning the Chili Bowl last year and then winning all the races we did. So I know how tough that race is and, and, uh, it, it doesn't care about what type of season you had the year before. Fair enough. You, you mentioned the boat cars and they're on a list of a, you know, probably seven to eight powerhouse teams that are, have tremendous lineups this year that are cars that are, you know, capable of winning. You know, that boats cars capable of winning and probably even, you know, one of the better cars in the building because you finished what a, a worst of second in that car all year long. I mean, it's, you know, so going into that building, you know that Bell's good, but you also know that those cars are incredible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, I do. And and getting to drive them some throughout the year, you get to figure out kind of what their strong suits are as, as the setups go and, and what their weaknesses are too. So I think that's unique for me, being a, a driver competing against them at the Chili Bowl and um, getting to feel what, what Christopher and Dylan and Chris or Chris Windham and Reitzel and Geo and whoever else they have, uh, you know, having an idea of, of watching their car and what they're feeling. And, and you know, like I said, knowing what their strong suit is uh, with that car and, and also the weaknesses are, I think benefits me. So I'm glad that I got to race with Chad some this year. And like you said, we had a lot of success. I think I won five and finished second and three of them or something like that. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's just a, a unique opportunity for me to have been able to do that. Paul Silva is a hard nut to crack. Um, you know, he won't let us talk to him really, uh, which is fine because I, li I like the allure of that, but he's obviously one of the greatest sprint car minds uh, there is. Um, and he is you know, probably not getting enough credit for just the incredible season that he had on the wrench, you know, the best to ever, you know, do it since probably Kinzer did it. Um, what's, you know, what's he feeling like going into the Chili Bowl this year? Uh, you guys raced a little bit out West. 
how excited was he to win that race last year and how hungry is he to go in there and win it again? <laughs> you want my honest answer? I think, I think he's, he's hating it. Um, I think he'd much rather be at home uh, and not having to work on a midget. He's a sprint car guy to, to the core. And I don't think he enjoys midget racing that much. So that's my honest answer. But I, I do feel like somewhere, somewhere inside of him, you know, he's excited to get back to Chili Bowl. I think he, he knows, you know, kind of what he did last year, his first time in the building um, as a crew chief and going out there and, and winning the Chili Bowl, which is a race that I had tried to win, you know, 12 years previous, uh, him to <laughs> kind of come in and help me win, um, you know, I think, you know, makes him feel special. So um, I'm sure he's excited. I, I know he's he's really pissed off that uh, he had to leave a day earlier. I always thought parking was Sunday, and uh, apparently he parks Saturday morning. So he had to leave a whole day early to, to go to Tulsa and spend another 12 days there and only race two nights so that's what he doesn't like but um he is a he's a different he's a different guy for sure but he's the best at what he does and um you're you're right he he just he likes working on race cars and doesn't really i mean he he doesn't want to be interviewed he doesn't care to talk about what he's been doing but um i also joke that you know he loves money nobody loves money more than paul so he's probably got a plan for not talking because I'm sure he'll release a book or something someday and, and try and make some money on, on that. So, uh, but no, I'm just, I'm thankful to, to be able to race with him in the sprint car and, and now my midget and have a ton of success with him. Um, you know, we've had a, a really good win percentage these last couple of years. So uh, hopefully we can keep it going. All right. So the last one I got for you, um, we just went to the Tulsa shootout and I interviewed all seven of those guys that won, you know, the 600 mod, um, the, all the, the small classes in the micros, you know, the juniors, all of them have the same exact trophy and it's a awesome, you know, golden driller. Well, if you, if you consider it awesome, Dean Mills says that you're just carrying around a piece of wood basically, but why is that thing so important? <laughs> of course he does. Where, 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 where have you put that thing and, and does it really, you know, matter to you that much with as soon as you finally got that thing <laughs> it uh i think for for me i won so i won a tulsa shootout uh whatever year it was in the outlaw cart but it was like the 20th 25th anniversary of the, of the shootout so i won a silver driller um which i was very bummed about because i wanted a golden driller so you know then i've had to wait so long and, and work so hard and have a ton of heartbreak in between to to finally win a golden driller um so you know that that trophy is definitely very important to me and uh you know it is it's nothing it's nothing fancy it's just it it probably doesn't cost Emmett on very much money to get a bunch of those trophies um but it's the meaning behind it i think that that is it's so awesome and, and what we all go there to try and win you know is, is when you hold up that that driller you know, you're you're the only guy holding it up that week you know you beat 300 and some odd cars and and it's just a tough race to win and uh so yeah it's it's important to me and it's it's at my shop um i have like a whole wall uh where i've got my helmet my suit my shoes my gloves the trophy and then you know, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the, the guy who paints those photos um, throughout the nights on all the prelim nights, um, after we won the Tuesday night prelim, uh, he painted he painted my car. So I bought that and hung that up. So it's a it's a cool little wall kind of dedicated to the Chili Bowl, and um, I've got a spot for a second one. So uh, hopefully keep keep winning drillers. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Um, we'll see you in Tulsa. Uh, appreciate you doing this and um, good luck and go get that second one. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And uh, thanks for everything you guys have been doing on um, this off season. It's kept me entertained with no racing. Cool. Appreciate thanks, you Kyle. watching. Yep. See ya. The reigning Chili Bowl champion, Kyle Larson here on episode 18 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. Dylan, I'm not sure through all of the Rip the Fart episodes we did over at MRN, 
and uh, on loud pedal that we've ever had as much active driving star power on our show. Do you think that's probably that was uh, gotta be one of the biggest yeah. star power episodes? That was a that was a good lineup there. So I uh, I appreciate those guys both uh, you know both coming on and, and doing that and um, I think it's cool. You know I mean I th- I think you can see that Kyle genuinely you know appreciates and respects Chase and you know what he's doing and how he's going about it and Chase I mean you know continues to just impress me and um, you know with his perspective on learning and and competing in the event and competing in, in dirt racing. I mean it's um, you know. Look, he's he's group six in this pool, and oh. I think he's very, he's very pickable. I think he's very pickable. Like I think he, I think he's gonna Absolutely. go. I think he's gonna go in there and and you know obviously have I'm sure you know some struggles because it's the Chili Bowl and it's his second race. But like as good as he looked running at Millbridge, I think he'll figure Chili Bowl out just fine and and he'll be okay. Like because I think I think he's like Kyle said. I think he's just that good of a race car driver. He'll just he, he'll figure it out. Look, look at me. I'm searching through my phone here. He's a group six. Yeah. Who's in his group? Who's in his group? We got to, I got to look at that. See, he's uh, in, we'll he's in Santino's. That. He's in Santino's group. Sorry, Santino. I'm going to pick, I got to pick oh, Chase Elliott over you. No, I, I'm, we've already seen Chase. I mean, the uh, onboard cameras from Millbridge surface. And I think we're going to actually use it in this piece. Uh, and of course we have to get a hold of Chase Briscoe to see if he can rip it from his GoPro. But, um, Chase Elliott can drive, folks. Like, I'm telling you right now, my projection right now is a D main on Saturday, which is very, very good. And that is not yeah. a group six pick. The group only, six the pick, only, un- you're looking at a J main. The only unfortunate thing is his draw because he's probably, he probably is on the toughest night of the week on Wednesday. Um, so, you know, I mean, every night is hard, but I think Wednesday statistically has the most previous Saturday A main starters by like seven over every other night. So he's he's got a tough draw on Wednesday. Um, but at the same time, I would not be surprised if he snuck into the feature, if he snuck into his prelim feature. You know, like, I, I mean, I think, you know, again, depending on what his draw is, you know, on Wednesday night, you know, he could he could potentially, you know, run himself into the A main. So, um I think I think he's going to be I think he's going to be great. You know, I think he's uh, you know, like I said, he's going about it the right way, you know, asking the right people, asking the right questions of those people. Um and I like what he said too about, you know, keeping his circle small because uh, that's that's obviously smart too. So, going about it all the right ways and I think he's, you know, got the car and the ability to to, you know, raise some eyebrows. Dylan Welch back in the 81 special with Chad Boat Industries. Um They were super good in that building last year. You were one spot away from making a main event. He had a few in the main event. Well, obviously, Bell, who finished second. I believe Chris Windham made the show. And uh, Reitzel and and Selzy are going to have good shots. I think Reitzel made the feature last year. They're going to have good shots to make it, too. That is a powerhouse team at Chadboat Industries that Dylan Welsh is driving for. Um, I think it's safe to say – I mean, they're all professional race car drivers, so – you're probably towards the bottom of the list, but you still hold your own. I mean, you are a group two, and I think I you're the pick in group two. Yeah, I mean, I don't. That's for somebody else to decide. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm you know obviously super excited to to be back and and competing with Chad's you know Chad's team again. I mean, I think I think they are the best cars in the building. You know, you know completely just from a well-rounded standpoint. You know, I, mean, I think I think he's got the best stuff and. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a privilege for me to to get to drive it. You know, I'm uh, I'm obviously still bummed that you know last year, you know, I felt like last year was the year if I was going to make it. You know, last year was the year as you know as I'd raced 10, 15 times throughout the summer and and you know felt really really good going into the into the building. So, um, but you know, feel feel just as confident this year, man. I know you know the car is going to be uh, just as good as it was last year, if not better. And um, you know, obviously we've got a you know a really really solid solid lineup with um you know two champions and a three-time chili bowl winner and you know geo who's obviously one of the you know hottest up and coming drivers in the country right now and and myself you know who i feel like um you know i get around that place pretty well too so um looking forward to it you know can't uh, can't wait to get out there on sunday and, and get things started on monday 
All right, some information uh, as far as if you're watching coverage on Flow Racing coming up starting on practice day, which is Monday. We're going to have a few hours uh, being shown on Monday. Um, you, so here's how it works. Flow Racing has live coverage of every single event all through the week. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then when we get to Saturday, the C mains, the B mains, and the A main, which is all the final events on Saturday, will be live on Mav TV. The rest of the races are all on Flow Racing, your Flow Racing app and on flowracing.com. So make sure that you figure out a way to watch the main events on Mav. If you don't, you know, find a way to watch it on Mav and on Lucas Oil TV, you should. Um, if you don't, we will have the replays on the app and on flowracing.com following the event. So you can go back on there and check out the uh, – the C mains, the B mains, and the A mains on flowracing.com. Okay, I had to get that in there. Also, your girlfriend is doing an Instagram takeover for us. Are you excited about that, Dylan Welch? Yeah, I just, uh, I actually just learned about that a few hours ago. So hopefully, I, uh, hopefully, I can give her some good content to, uh, to pump out of, uh, out of our pit. And um, she's excited about it. So it'll be good. Be sure to, uh, and, and, and not just her, you know, all week. Um, like team as and Justin Grant, I think are taking over one night. Um, so there's, uh, you know, going to be some great stuff. So, uh, obviously keep, you know, keep tabs on the app and on the website for, you know, everything you're doing Ty, and, and, you know, everything that's on track, but, uh, the social platforms too, are going to have a lot of really, really great content. That's going to, um, you know, just add that much more, um, you know, to the experience. So, um, check it out, you know, especially Saturday, you know, I mean, just did what, do what we did at the shootout in our house. We just turned it on first thing you know every morning and just left it left it on to play in the background you know and it's uh, it's great racing some of those alphabet soup races are uh, are crazy so uh, it'll be entertaining so be sure to check that out good luck if you're playing in lonnie wheatley's uh, pool sheet i know i will be dylan you tend to make more money in that pool sheet than you do when you actually go out there and race that's true i mean you although you, last you, year i was actually last won year a lot of money in that yeah last year i was horrendous in the in the chili bowl pool but um, I don't know. I feel I feel okay about my picks this year, so we'll uh, we'll see. I say that I'll probably jinx myself, but we'll see. It's a another on fun way to kind of stay involved. No question about it. And on the Instagram takeovers, Kaylee Bryson's doing one. Carson Elledge is doing one. You mentioned Team as and Justin Grant, Ken and McIntosh. Tucker Boat Motorsports, I believe, is going to take over a night, hopefully. So. Uh, we're kind of getting those all lined up. Gabby, our marketing director, is doing a good, doing a good job. All right, great episode. Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott. Like I said, not much more active uh, driving star power you can get uh, on a show. Dylan Welch, it was a good one for episode 18. I'm not sure we're going to be able to clear the bar on some of the other episodes going forward, but uh, this one was big. Yeah, starting the year, new year off right, and um, excited to continue this. You know, throughout the throughout the year as as everything gets started back up and. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to uh, to kick things off the Chili Bowl, and um, I can't wait. Don't expect to see a podcast during the Chili Bowl from us. I mean, this is our lead-up podcast to the Chili Bowl, so we're going to recap it after. So don't expect it. We're not going to be doing that stuff. Trust me, if you want to see my fat ass, I'm going to be on the camera a lot at the Chili Bowl, along with Carson Elledge, Haley Shanley, who looked better than me, obviously, they are going to be on um, the, the app as well. So we're going to be bringing you all the coverage, all the content from Chili Bowl. You won't get any better coverage of the Chili Bowl than right here on flowracing.com. Thanks for watching. We'll see you on episode 19 of the Loud Pedal Podcast.